Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. The first bet Sunday through Friday. grnz.co.nz. And it's another Sunday morning, and that means it's time to dissect the latest Greyhound racing news in New Zealand, particularly for our Australian listeners there on SEN Track. David Watson in the Melbourne studios, and I'm joined firstly across the Tasman. We'll introduce our first paddlist, Mark Rosadowski, the veteran race caller slash broadcaster. How are you, Rosa? Yeah, I'm, I'm even more veteran. Another week's veteran after last week's Kiwi chasing. Another week on here in the extraordinary times that we live in, Damien. But uh, look, the great thing today is that we welcome back Greyhound Racing to Monaco. Um, the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club for the local trainers that have had nothing for two months since August the 15th, which was the first Kiwi chasing show. And that day we had a chat to Lisa Craig, who's the co-trainer, along with uh, her sister Tracy, the a good-sized team. In fact, they've got the biggest team up here uh, today at Monaco across the six trainers. So just fabulous that we've got racing back there for the local dogs. We'll talk about the last two months or so with Lisa very shortly, Damien, but gee, it's been a, a tough time for those trainers, particularly there in that Auckland region. Yeah, absolutely, and hopefully we get some form of certainty as the weeks progress. We do this, of course, this program for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first bet Sunday through Friday. That's grnz.co.nz. As I welcome in Andy McCook, how are you going this week, Andy? Yeah, I'm good, Damien. Pleasure to be along for another uh, episode of Kiwi Chasing alongside you and the great man uh, Mark Rosanowski. And yeah, good to have Manico uh, back in action today. Good for those Auckland trainers to be able to finally uh, head back to the races and uh, have their dogs going around to try and earn a little bit of income. I'm sure it's been a, a very hard seven or eight weeks up in the north for them and uh, good for them to be having some progress and uh, finally getting back in the van and heading to the track. Yeah, certainly is, and I think just more than anything else, certainty is what we want, and hopefully uh, we don't have to go through a repeat of what happened a few weeks ago, but I guess that's one of the uncontrollable things, but uh, certainly the sign's very positive. Lisa Craig, you mentioned Rosa, we spoke to on the first episode, and she's on the line again. And Lisa, uh, look, we say a very good morning to you. Uh, 15 greyhounds, I believe, you've got after uh, scratchings today for the return to Monaco Stadium. But first and foremost, um, look, how tough have the last two months been for you, for Tracy, for the family, uh, and for the greyhounds? We say good morning to you. Uh, morning. Yeah, it's um, great to be back at the track. It's actually, it feels surreal. It doesn't feel like I'll, I'll feel... Um, we're right up and racing once that first dog goes around, but it's been tough. Very fortunate that Greyhound Race in New Zealand have supported us through this time. And, um, you know, we've got through. 
Lisa, have you been um, eligible for various government subsidies as well as a business? Yes, yes we have. So along with the government subsidies and um, Greyhound Race New Zealand subsidies, you know, um, we've been able to weather the storm. But, you know, if it was ongoing, it would have a detrimental effect because it's just not enough. The subsidies just aren't enough to carry this business through long term. So to be back up and running today, it means a lot. It means a lot to me. And of course, it means a lot to my colleagues who have um, had to battle. And a special thanks to Auckland Greyhound Racing Club too for um, doing all they can to get this meeting today, um, for providing trials for us at no cost, you know, just to those little things that make you um, appreciate um, what this industry has to offer. Lisa, what's it been like for uh, you training with, um, with, with Tracy the last couple of months, the greyhounds who probably would have been expecting to go to the track at least once a week anyway? Has it had a detrimental effect on them? Oh, of course it's had, it's had a huge effect because as much as you have facilities at home where you can take your dog out on a day-to-day -day basis and train, there's nothing like racing, you know, and when a dog gets into a field and they're competing against other dogs, other athletes, it really um, sharpens them up because, you know, these dogs want to compete, you know, so running them at home on their own or, or with a mate, that's been good, and keeping them fit, that's been good. But we had no access to trials for at least, I think, five of those seven weeks were off. So everything was done at home. And, you know, it's um, hard. And then, you know, your more excitable dogs, they're just, like, really chomping at the teeth to get out there because, you know, all that energy that they've um, accumulated over that period because they haven't been able to go to the tracks, you know? I mean, they say it, it's a quote, you know, we love our dogs, they love to race, and they certainly love to race, you know? Um, and they like to go out there and compete, you know, when they're in their fields against their mates. <laughs> um, it really sharpens them up. Well, thankfully, you've got uh, 15 to go to the races today. Look, um, all the races are 318 metre sprints. Do you just see that that's the, the best way to ease them back into racing? We actually did nominate a few of ours for the 527, but because it's only a, a small number of trainers that are eligible to nominate, in the Auckland region, it's a lot harder to get the middle distance races off the ground. As you know, on a normal meeting, under normal circumstances, a 12 race card, you might get four middle distance races if you're lucky, and that's with every trainer eligible to nominate. So, you know, drop it down to only, I think, six or seven trainers. And then um, the way our grading system is, it's hard to put a straight grade race on to cater for a 527 race, so I believe. There definitely was 527 noms, but they were scattered through the grades and not enough to mm. combine and put a middle distance race on. So uh, we just, you know, that's, and so as alternatives, the dogs that are nominated for 527, I've put them over the sprint today. They're capable of sprinting. So that's, um, well, all of them are probably capable of sprinting except for a power delight. 318 really isn't suitable for her. But, um, gives her a run and, you know, hopefully next week there could be a possibility of a 527. But in saying that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next week because of the way the country's running at the moment.
yeah, it's it's very tricky for everybody, but most certainly for you guys. And um, it's just great to hear your uh, your positive attitude, which will help uh, no doubt if, to have got you through that past couple of months. I don't see how you could have got through uh, without that. Um, Andy McCook is part of a, uh, a decent-sized kennel yourself down there in Canterbury. You probably understand how tough it's been for the Quake kennels and um, the other five kennels that will get to line up Greyhounds today. But they have got racing and willing to try and find a winner, so I might get you to try and pick the eyes out of the, uh, the Quake card, if you like. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough work picking the eyes out of them. There's a big team going around, and uh, the bookmakers uh, have got them uh, well and truly in the market. Lisa, as I say, a very good morning to you. Uh, in the first, we start off with the maiden sprinters, and uh, you've got Barney Parrott going around. He's a consistent type. He's always there or thereabouts. What are you expecting from him, Fresh? Well, I don't have a lot of time for this greyhound, but I train in partnership, and my sister likes this little fella. So um, he did pull 1889 on Tuesday, which is um, good enough to place. It's good enough to maybe win a race, but um, I think the $2 in that race, that qualified in a quick time, quite some time back, that's probably the one to beat. As I say, we've been 1889, which is decent for Maiden. Yeah, it's good enough to put his foot in the till again. Uh, race number two, Major Margaret comes up with a decent draw box, number one, and uh, so far she's been good through a short career. Yeah, no, really happy with what she's done. She went 1870 at the trials on Tuesday. Um, that should see her go close. I do think a power Kirk looked nice when it won its first race at Waikato over 457, so she wouldn't want to give that one a start because she wouldn't be able to catch it. You've got a tribe going around in the third. Six of the eight uh, greyhounds are in the field out of your kennel. We've already heard uh, your thoughts around Opawa Delight and probably been a little bit short for her. But of the other five, Marcus, well and truly in the market off the inside. Oh, it's a funny feeling when you've got six of the runners and you don't have the favourite in the race. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think the, <laughs> I think the favourite, Zippin Lockett, that he will be hard to to beat. Um, I can tell you from my team, for you Page was the quickest trial dog on Tuesday running 1875. Um, Portland Art, before lockdown, I was very confident this dog was um, close to winning the race. Like, he was trialling up around 1840s pre-lockdown. Then we went into lockdown and he's not come back um, running as quick as that. But um, he's probably one to follow. His trial time was 1880 on Tuesday, but he is up half a kilo. So um, I think based on trial times uh, for you, Paige, maybe Cortland Art. And, of course, you, you can never discount any runner from box one. Yeah, for sure. And a nice little price around for you, Paige, as well. He's opened $14 uh, over here in New Zealand. Uh, race number four, you've got a dollar fifty favourite in New Ready Boots, and uh, this is a greyhound who uh, has shown us that she's got immense speed when she gets it right early. Yeah, this dog's destined for class five. She went 1848 on Tuesday, which is quick enough to win this race. Only bad luck to see her getting beaten. Beautiful, that's what we like to hear. So we'll wrap up the dollar fifty and put that through Maltese. You've got a couple going around uh, in race number five, House Surgeon and uh, Go Ahead Caller again. You're coming up against a dog who uh, the bookies uh, have got priced as a sub-$2 favourite, but uh, neither of these would be far away. Yeah, I mean, the favourite's running pretty. I can't see that really getting beaten. I think that's trialling quick. I, I don't know exactly what time it's running, but I do think it's actually been going good at the trials. Um, of my two dogs, they're trialling on par, 1874 and 1878. 
um, Al Surgeon, he can be hit and miss at the start. He's actually on the downgrade today. He's a class two dog against class three. If he gets the downgrade and drops back to class one, I see him winning at short notice. Go ahead, caller. He's not a bad little dog. He has a few issues, but um, I, I think those two, they're up against it today. And in race number seven, we see the uh, open-graded uh, sprinters stepping out, and you've got a really strong hand in this. Wheels on fire, comes up a dollar seventy favourite and drawn beautifully down in box two. Yeah, this is um, a nice handy field. And now we're on the flip side. We've got a few runners and got a favourite in this race. Um, wheels on fire, he's trialling good. He went 18.44 on Tuesday. So um, he's got the empty box inside of him. He should go close. He sometimes can be a little bit tardy out of the boxes, but he loves the rails, so he should get a nice drive through. Zipping Barty, she's a class act, and um, if she actually led my dogs, I don't think they'd be able to catch her. Um, interesting runner here is Portland Dream. She was nominated 527 along with Danish Delight. Um, now, her trial time on Tuesday was exceptional, but we don't know how accurate it was because... On at our latest trial, the timer was manually uh, was uh, with the the electronic timer was starting correctly, but it had to be manually stopped. And um, they got her just under eighteen twenty, which we kind of thought was a bit quick for her. But if the timing's right, she's actually been our star trialer of the week. But I'm still going to lean towards Wheels on Fire because I feel like that that time's um, accurate, the 1844. The other two dogs, Blonde went 1866 and Danish Delight 1870. So, um, it, yeah. No, that's good to know, Rosso. Uh, what we've come to expect from Lisa the two times we've had her on the show is uh, her honesty, and we've got that again. Nice to get those trial times uh, in from uh, what they've been able to trial, and a couple of nice chances there throughout the card for the team. Yes, indeed, Lisa. You're the uh, the first uh, person that we've had on twice on Kiwi Chasing, and it's uh, episode number nine. And um, look, we hope it's not too long before uh, we can talk to you again. But all the best for today, and hopefully a continuation of racing upcoming. We really do wish you very uh, all the best today, and um, look forward to catching up with you in the future. Thanks again for joining us, Lisa. Yeah, thank you, and um, good luck to the punters. Hope they can make a ball today. Yeah, we certainly do, and uh, Damien, as we come back to you, um, I hope the punters get in behind Monaco. It's not an easy situation when you're backing dogs that haven't run for a couple of months, but certainly with Lisa, she's just given us all the trial times and a very frank assessment of where she thinks the dogs are at, so I think we can at least attack the uh, the crate kennel, which is, uh, you know, with 15 runners today, the largest of the six uh, kennels represented. I think we can at least follow them with a bit of confidence one way or the other based on what Lisa has mentioned there can assure you that uh, the first time we spoke with her, they didn't have the greatest day. They got up a couple of winners. But what I can say, and Andy and I reflected on that afterwards, was that uh, Lisa's assessment of all the greyhounds, win, lose or dead heat, was exactly spot on. And that's what you want as a punter, an honest appraisal for the traders involved. And that's one of the great things, I think, about the greyhound racing industry, not only in New Zealand, but it's the same in Australia. Very, very honest people. We'll take a break on Kiwi chasing. On the other side, we're going to discuss the Christchurch meeting from Thursday night, which ultimately has ramifications for the New Zealand Cup, the Galaxy and the Stayers Cup night next month. So certainly a lot of greyhounds to unpack there. You're listening to Kiwi chasing. All thanks to New Zealand greyhounds, the first for form, Damian Watson, Andy McCook and Mark Rosanoff. With you. 
Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. First for form. Welcome back. You are listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for Forbes. Dobie and Watson, Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook with you. And as I bring you guys in, firstly to you, Rosa, certainly some implications from Thursday night, the Christchurch meeting there. What does it mean for some of the Greyhounds, the key Greyhounds coming up? Yeah, we're only a few weeks away now from um, getting underway for New Zealand Cup, uh, Galaxy, New Zealand Stayers Cup, biggest night of Greyhound racing in New Zealand, second week of November as part of the New Zealand Cup week across the three codes, three group ones on the same card. And last week, uh, the meeting was outstanding, not just because the local depth is very good in Canterbury, but also the country's leading kennel by wins. Uh, but Lisa Colting were down there with uh, showing their hand with some of their greyhounds. So, Andy, I thought I'd have a bit of a discussion with you, uh, being a man on the ground down there, uh, as we build up to the New Zealand Cup. Uh, obviously, with the New Zealand Cup itself, it's a blaze, continues to set the benchmark, if you like, the track record holder, and managed to run 29.75 in good conditions there on Thursday. Yeah, he's a dead tip freak when he gets a ride, isn't he? Gets a blaze. Um, run home 11.84 on Thursday night. Now, for those that don't follow Eddington Greyhounds, that would be one of the quickest run home times recorded there. And he's been able to do it a couple of times, breaking that 12-second barrier, which isn't something you see a lot uh, at Eddington. If you can run home low 12s, you're getting home pretty handily. Um, breaking 12 and breaking it comfortably is uh, is phenomenal. He is a bit of a funny dog, though, Rosso. When he gets in behind, he's uh, he's not the smartest. He can do the odd thing wrong and uh, potentially one of the more uh, interesting lead-ups to the cup heats. And uh, obviously we can never question the, the theories behind the Fahey barn because uh, they're powerful and they just have that knack of getting them to peak on the right day. But he heads to Invercargill on Wednesday for a 660-metre race down there. So certainly an interesting prep uh, for It's a Blaze. He's drawn the one there. You would expect them to be winning. He did uh, have a trial down there very, very early on in his uh, New Zealand career. Gee whiz, it's interesting, though, seeing him over the 600. I mean, we're three weeks out from the, the first round of the uh, the three-round series, so certainly a tough few weeks in front of uh, the Blaze. Indeed, but what we have to say, Andy, uh, again, for those who are sort of watching from the periphery, uh, that uh, Gene and Dave Fahey have an unrivaled record when it comes to the New Zealand Cup, and very often it's not always with their first-choice greyhounds, if you like, uh, of course, last year, uh, Rock on John uh, took it out. And um, uh, it's one of those series, isn't it, that doesn't necessarily suit a dog like it's a blaze because it might be the best on any given night. But, of course, you have to get through a couple of rounds to make the final. Yeah, it's that three-round series. Usually, as a rule, there's not many get knocked out of the first round, so you've got to be a little bit stiff to not make it through that first round, usually. Uh, it gets a little bit tougher the second week. Usually, four semis, first two go through, and he is that dog. It's a blaze who, well, like I said, he can just be a little bit slow early at times. He can get things wrong. When he's in behind greyhounds, he's not quite as good, but uh, gee whiz, when he turns up, gets it right, picks the jump, clean run, he's uh, he's very, very good, and uh, if any kennel can get him firing when it matters. It's certainly the Fahey's. Yes, look, uh, also on that card, breaking 30 seconds was uh, no keeper in a class four race, but he's already been a group one winner and he's been a young star. 
uh, of the last season for Gary Cleve and Daly Fenwald. And for a dog like him, the way he races, dipping under 30 seconds like that and uh, just pulling away extremely well, another good run home, Andy Deer from No Keeper. He's a, a dead set machine as as uh, no keeper. He's got so much speed. He can come from behind. He doesn't need a clean run. He can he, he can be powering over top of dogs uh, at the end. Of course, at a very very early stage of his career, we saw uh, Crafty take him to Gary Cleve take him to Auckland to compete in the Auckland Cup. He ran second in the heat, second in the final. And Rosso, you'll remember those both of those performances were just dead set massive. He was last round the first corner, covered the world. Stormed home late, beating some very nice dogs. And as you said, he's since gone on and uh, been successful in a Group One. Um, he's just got he's just got the speed to compete in the New Zealand Cup. He needs a couple of things to go his way because he's not fast early. But gee whiz, there isn't many dogs that would want to be swinging the corner with one no keeper on the tail because he's very very hard to keep out. Andy, I'm wondering about your assessment of uh, a couple of dogs that were down there from the Cole Kennels, Cashdack and Mustang Charlie, who both have immense ability. Now, Cashdack's already had a win on the track first up in New Zealand before coming to the CD and then heading back the other day. Mustang Charlie, a dog with uh, a bit of a reputation, who won second up in New Zealand and went down there on uh, on Thursday and did show up mid-race. Got a bit unbalanced when bumped on the, on the corner. I guess the same sort of occurred for Cash Stack as well. What did you make of their runs? It's all both had excuses. Uh, Cash Deck, he was probably going to run second or third. He ended up underneath uh, Money Spinner leaving the back, and Money Spinner wanted to get down to the rail, and Cash Deck was uh, just in the wrong spot. Had to check off his heels and uh, lost a considerable amount of ground and all his momentum. And as we all know, at that top level, you when you lose momentum against dogs like it's a blaze and Raja Bale, Jagedi Bale, you just can't come back over the top of them again like you can down the grade. So Daughter's run was okay. I think he might be a little bit better off uh, away from the rail. I'm not sure he's entirely suited to that rail's draw. So with a wide draw and uh, room to move, uh, I think we'll see a, a better version of Cash Deck. And I wasn't really sure what to make of Mustang Charlie. He showed really good burn. Uh, his split from the post to the back mark would have been phenomenal. He's clearly got speed. He put his head in front of big time Elsa, the kennel mate, leaving the back straight. And I'm not sure if it was a, a combination of greenness and being lost. He, he just looked to me, Rosso, like he could have really punched away at that point if he wanted to. I'm picking he got a bit lost. There's no outside fence around that corner at, uh, at Eddington. And uh, things have gone a bit wrong for him, and he was a little bit vulnerable up the straight. But again, with a look under his belt, again, if he can get a draw that suits him, he's definitely got speed to compete against some of the best that we have down here at Eddington. And uh, he won't be far away, I think, uh, come the start of November. It looks like the uh, Cole team may well be coming back next Thursday, Andy, so we'll see more from them there. Of course, um, trainers not able to make uh, obvious commitments at the moment with the way things are happening and border changes up north as well and the COVID creeps slowly south and hopefully not getting much further south, but we have to see nobody quite sure what's going to happen day to day, but all things being equal, Cole should be represented again at Addington on Thursday night. Even just before we um, uh, leave that Thursday night meeting, uh, a golf look with, with the Group One Galaxy. Honestly, the the, the, the three uh, the two hundred ninety five meter sprint. It, it's always very very open. You could you could hope you might be. We could probably reel off twenty chances here and may not even name the winner. But a, a dog who's really starting to um, put a name up in lights with her times is Gold Star Linda, trained by Young Roddy Evans, who you had on the show last week. And 
topped 16.85 on Tuesday night. Gave us a little push towards this girl being one of the stars of the kennel as well. Uh, did Riley last week, and geez, did set nailed it, hasn't he? They uh, when, when she qualified, she clocked a seventeen twenty three when qualifying, which is uh, one of the better qualifying efforts you'll see at Eddington. She then had a, a spate of runs over the four fifty, the five hundred. Um, so it's, it's basically the first time we've seen her over the two hundred and ninety five meters at Eddington. The only other sprint in her career, she had no luck at all when uh, venturing to Cambridge for a three seven five. So. It's the first time we've really seen her over the short journey, and gee whiz, hasn't she just dead set nailed it? 5.84, 16.85. Again, she's run home in 11.01, which I'm picking to be amongst the top five or six run homes ever recorded at Addington Raceway. She can do it at both ends, early speed, and obviously with her abilities over the 500 metres, she's going to be strong through the line over 295 metres. So, hey, look, I know the track was quick, Rosso, and, and dogs were running nice times, but there have been a lot lot of good dogs lately and not many dogs breaking 17 seconds at Addington I know the track was good, I know the weather's starting to warm up, we're going to start seeing some faster times, but gee whiz if she can keep replicating what she did on Thursday, she's got to be one of the top two or three favourites Indeed Andy, hey look thanks for your assessment there, Damien as I come back to you, one name I think people should write down with a view to the galaxy, a dog that uh, ran a satisfactory trial at Palmerston North on Friday where I was a dog called Typhoon Tim uh, that's come in from Australia to the Coal Kennels. Check out its record, Typhoon Tim, and uh, could play a part in that galaxy next month. Um, Andy McCook was uh, tipping them out quite nicely last week, including a ooh, $4.50 winner, I think, from the McCook Kennel. So, Damien, we'll just hope that Andy might be able to repeat that after the break. Yeah, absolutely right. Just before we enter the break, I've had a look at Typhoon Tim's record, and I think its last run was about almost two months ago, and its string of victories is absolutely superb. I think it won its last six on the trot, uh, maybe its last five, in fact, on the trot, and then prior to that had a very good run as well. So it's in sensational form. There's no question, Typhoon Tim, and it's certainly one to watch. We'll take a break. We'll get the tips from Rosso and also Andy on the other side of this break. On the other side of the news, you're listening to Kiwi Chasing for News. Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. We chasing on this Sunday morning on SEN track. Damian Watson joined by Mark Rosanowski, the great race caller there in New Zealand, and Andy McCook, race caller slash trader, probably a jack of all trades, it's fair to say. Our boys, speaking of a jack of all trades, how are you going to go with your tips, particularly for the meetings over the next couple of days? Well, unfortunately for me, Damien, last week, uh, look, um, I wasn't going to be calling the Monday meeting at Palmerston North. Um, I was away on a couple of days' leave, but as it turned out, uh, after quite a bit of rain, uh, the race was, uh, the meeting was abandoned. Um, and again, another blow for the Central District's trainers. So anything I threw out last week, Andy, I think I'm just going to suggest it probably would have won. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, look, the good the good thing is a dog you tipped out from your kennel last week did win Swanson and paid four dollars and fifty cents, and I hope you can just find it find us another nugget from your kennel this week. Well, I'll be trying. I don't think we'll get four fifty around the one from uh, my kennel or Janine's kennel. I'm tipping this week. Um, 
I'm going to make my way around the country, though, a wee bit here, Rosso. We're going to just uh, tip one out at a few different venues and just see how we go. Um, it's hard to tip at Auckland today, but uh, Lisa Crape touched on him a little bit earlier on. A dog out of the Hayley Mullane kennel, Drifted Dodge. He's opened $3 in the first. I know it's hard. Uh, you couldn't really go crazy on them first start back in eight weeks, but he's a dog who uh, qualified in 1865, and if he could repeat anything like that, I think the $3 is probably good money. Sparebox to his outside, I think, weighed him from what we've seen in his couple the race day starts. So I think Drifter Dodge might be able to kick us off nice and early uh, on this week's show. He goes around the first at Auckland today in just over an hour's time. Monday, tomorrow, that's uh, Addington Raceway, race 12, dog one, no Nillian. She's been very unlucky her last couple. Draws beautifully. I'm expecting her to lead the ball of the way, no Nillian. I'm not expecting a great price. If we can lock in $2 or $2.20 or something around her, I think you'd be uh, shopping pretty well. Uh, also tomorrow, I'm going to head to uh, Manawood too as well, just cruising to Rosso's neck of the woods, and I'm um, hoping he's not tipping against this one because that would just make me feel ill. But uh, race 15, dog two, so like me. I think he comes up with a draw he can use. Very, very well drawn in the two. And uh, with the dogs drawn around him, I think he can uh, punch forward and put himself right into contention. Tuesday at, at, uh, at Eddington, uh, race three, dog one, going gorillas, a greyhound. I think we might get a price around and be able to back on an each-way basis. Got some good early speed going gorillas, and uh, I think he finds or she finds a, a very winnable race. And Rosa, we'll wrap it up at Invercargill. We might as well do the whole trip around uh, New Zealand while we're doing uh, the tipping stage here this week. Anyway, race uh, seven, dog four, Gary. Uh, he was uh, unlucky last week, run a good second in behind Tucker. Just needs to get a clean run at the early, and I think he'll be hard to beat. So it's a good little spread there, Rosso, and uh, I'm hoping that you're thinking so like means a chance as well. I, I certainly am, Andy. Just a note for punters that uh, we've got 15 races there at Palmerston North, and it's in the last of the day. We're on two meeting codes, so it'll be meeting code uh, nine, race number five, I think, is what I've got. But it's the last of the day there anyway. Um, just uh, misplaced my race book. I've gone and put it somewhere else. Uh, which isn't a good plan. Uh, yeah, maybe code nine, race five. It'll be 6.18 New Zealand time, uh, 4.18 for you in uh, Melbourne there. Um, just looking through tomorrow, just a couple of dogs to look out for in terms of just ability. Race four, number three, Thrilling Risk is six from six for the Karen Walsh kennel. I hope it carries on. Uh, unbeaten dogs are always good fun. And uh, meeting code nine, race three, uh, 13th race of the day, dog eight, big time Prada's one eight from nine, extraordinarily but perhaps a victim of the way our rule is worded was uh, put out for failing to pursue last start despite winning in the fastest time of the day and winning by a number of links, but good to see Prada back. From a betting perspective, looking for some value in meeting code 9, race 1, number 5, Truth Hurts, has to get off the boxes better, but back in class 2, uh, she could lead that field and be a real threat, and I expect a reasonable price uh, around her. So that's a look around the country, Andy. It's uh, about the only way that you can travel at the moment um, is, uh, is is virtually, but we can get around the country, which is the main thing, including back at Monaco today. I believe we're going to bid farewell to you now, and I'll uh, have a chat to Vaughan Clark very shortly. But, uh, Andy, all the best for the week ahead. I've noted down your winners, and we'll see how well you travel. Yeah, let's hope we can uh, nail one or two, and uh, hopefully for listeners we can get it underway straight away in around an hour with Drifter Dodge. Let's hope uh, he's ready to run a race. I'm sure he will be, and uh, $3 is a tasty enough price to kick off the week. Oh, brilliant stuff there, Andy. Hope you do well this week in general, and uh, hopefully uh, some winners arise as well. We'll take a break. On the other side, on Kiwi Chasing, we're going to be joined by Vaughan Clark as Rosa 
pointed out before, Melbourne-based Kiwi owner of several quality dogs, including Blink and Lily. That's coming up on the other side. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing, all thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. Live around Australia on SEN Track. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, first for form. Yes, you are indeed listening to Kiwi Chasing All Thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds first for four. Damian Watson in our Melbourne studios on SEN track. And Mark Rosanowski joining us from across the ditch in New Zealand. And a man coming up next, Rosa, probably has a connection with both positions where we're standing now. I'm in Melbourne and you're in New Zealand. Yes, indeed. Uh, good friend of mine, actually, Vaughan Clark. I've raced a few greyhounds with him uh, myself, but uh, in recent years, Vaughan's had some excellent greyhounds racing here uh, in New Zealand and uh, more latterly out of the Gary and Sandra Fredrickson team. And we were talking about um, New Zealand Cup prospects with Andy McCook there not so long ago, and we may be about to talk about some more shortly. But uh, Vaughan's been living in Melbourne for a number of years. Vaughan Clark, very good morning to you. Oh, good morning. How are you going, Rosso? Yeah, look, I'm well, thanks, Vaughan. Um, difficult times for, for everybody. Um, Melbourne, obviously. Um, and um, we've got our share of issues here as well, of course. But the greyhound racing does at least continue. And I um, just want to talk about, uh, in particular, uh, a dog that I saw win on Friday at Palmerston North called Blink and Lily, who's now four from four in New Zealand for you, and Barry and Sandra Fredrickson. And I'm wondering straight off, Vaughan, whether uh, she is going to be a live New Zealand Cup prospect. Yeah, she's she's an interesting one, Blink and Lily. There's quite a long backstory about her. Um, you know, often when I buy these dogs with issues from Australia, I know what their ability is and what they do in New Zealand. If they click, doesn't surprise me much. But she has been a real pleasant surprise, I suppose you could say, in New Zealand. Um, she had five starts in Melbourne and. Uh, I, I like what I like to see is obviously they've got to show ability on at least one occasion and they've also got to show me something negative which gives me a chance to buy them and then I can back Gary to be able to fix that. Well, she showed ability once and the other four races in Australia she showed a lot of negatives. So um, she wasn't an expensive purchase by any means and probably a one of the more challenging projects for Gary and um, she came over to New Zealand. Her first, uh, well, the satisfactory trial she had, um, she was pretty wayward in that and um, that was without the blinkers on at that point um, when we, she, she used blinkers in Australia, but um, we ideally want to give her a go without the blinkers so she doesn't have that lack of peripheral vision but um, played up a bit in that trial and at that point I, I basically apologised to Gary for buying him a dud. Um, but after that we put the blinkers back on and really never looked back and um, I, I sort of thought that um, like 28 of is what they run at Addington so I was sort of thinking she would be about a 30-17 Addington Greyhound which as you know was pretty useful, maybe around the class four level these days. Um, but since she's come to New Zealand and had the blinkers on and started racing and run 29.78 at Patrick, um, you've got to think that's a sub-30 second run at Addington. So 
not only has Gary got her chasing, but I'd say he's also put quite a few lengths on her as well. And at this point, um, yeah, New Zealand Cup, I, I leave these decisions up to Gary. We we don't like to just throw a greyhound into a situation that we want to see. We always like the greyhound to tell us that they're ready. And at this point, she's passed every little test that we've given her. Um, got her up to class four now. I'd imagine that she'd have one or two more. I would say provided she continues to pass the next couple of tests, um, we would be thinking New Zealand Cup for her. Born on Friday, she um, was at, at Palmerston North. Very different track, 457 metres, horseshoe-type track, uh, big sweeping bend, long straight. And, of course, the three runs prior to that where she'd, uh, she'd run the hands off the clock. Uh, at Hattrick, as you mentioned. Was there any nervousness going into Friday uh, that she might not take that Hattrick form elsewhere? Yeah, it was a genuine question mark. Um, when Hattrick shut down, that was... Um, uh, hopefully that'll end up being good news for the CD racing. It, just, it was just a not ideal timing for her with the Wanganui Cup coming up. But she'd never trialled or been to Palmy um, after those three hat-trick wins. So we thought, well, we've got to trial her now. She's got a, along with one of my other dogs, Agent Levi, who, as you know, is, has shown some pretty freakish things in trials. We just can't get into the racetrack. And Levi beat Lily by six lengths over the 410. Uh, unfortunately, no time was taken in that trial. So we're either thinking Levi continues to show himself to be pretty freakish or Lily hasn't handled herself well first look at Palmy or maybe she doesn't try as hard if she's not in front on the lure. Uh, following week she had a trial on her own and again there was no time taken. Brad, we couldn't have asked for a better scenario and she did the job and um, she, you know she's she's quite a complete package in her racing. She's got the fast early section and then she finishes off well but um, as you know as she gets up the grades she's going to come up against dogs that are just as fast as they're early and faster, like plenty of uh, Coles, big times, your Coopers and Vegas and Breeze and Rippers and um, Rewards and all these quality dogs he's got. Um, so sooner or later, she's not going to lead a race, um, and that's going to be the question mark. How is she going to handle herself in the field when she's not on the lure, um, particularly with the blinkers on? Um, and that'll happen sooner or later and she will um, not lead and she will get beaten. We're um, expecting that to happen, but that's a test that she's got to face and um, it'll probably come pretty quickly now that she is up the grades. Well, uh, Vaughan Ritchie's one of the most uh, exciting prospects, uh, certainly in the CD, but uh, if not in New Zealand at the moment, so we're really looking forward to her progress over the next few weeks and hope that she does get down to Waddington to take on all comers there in the New Zealand Cup. Just a couple of minutes left here, but I wouldn't mind talking to you about the lucky Banjo who came over with Lincoln Lily and actually won the satisfactory trial, but also very good last start, managing to overcome quite a rocky run and shrug off a dog called Mustang Charlie who looks to have a fair bit of talent as well. Yeah, she came over on the same flight as Blink and Lily and she was the one that um, I had the bigger wraps on um, going back to Bendigo 500 metre performances. Um, 
Lucky had run 27.94 around Bendigo. So, again, equating that to Addington, I'm thinking I've got a 29.94 Addington sort of bitch, um, which is where you need to be to be thinking about New Zealand Cups these days. Um, so, off of that, you'd suggest she's four lengths faster than Blink and Lily, but I think that's probably changed. I, I would be happy if she's just as good, but from her four starts, I, I think we've only really seen a snapshot of what she's truly capable of. She started off with a couple of sprints that was really just to get her eye in the New Zealand. Um, found a lot of trouble in her first 4.57 and then was pretty nice um, in defeating Mustang Charlie with a pretty impeded run in the next one. But, um, yeah, I, I do really like this bitch, Rosso. Um, I don't think you've seen the best of her in New Zealand yet. And one day, I also expect we could be thinking six, seven hundred metres for her. That's pretty exciting, Vaughan. And uh, just before we sign off, clearly you've got Agent Levi here, and um, and unfortunately struggling to get into the races, injury prone. It's nearly a year since he won. Uh, it was February since he uh, ran a satisfactory trial at Hattrick. Um, what are your chances uh, in a quick summation of, of Agent Levi getting to the track? Do you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a pretty much a toss of the coin, Rosso. Um, he'd, we'd finally got him back from all those hock strains, which was sort of an ongoing thing for the six months or so. Um, he had passed every test perfectly with trials, etc., right up to the point where he nominated for a race with second reserve. We didn't get a race, he trialled instead, and then he's come up with a stopper bone injury as I said, after beating Blink and Lily by six lengths. So um, that'll be another six weeks or so off, I'd imagine, um, trying pretty much every product we can to get him right because he's... Um, I, I think, you know, I've owned dogs like Dream Collector and Akashi Boy and that, but I'd say he's probably the best. But um, whether or not we actually get to see that, I don't know. But, you know, that's 17-11 at Hattrick is freakish and the dog is a 500 metre plus dog so um, we'd love to get him to the track he's three and a half already now um, if we do it may only be for six months or so but um, that's what we've, we've got to think, cross our fingers that that will happen at least the new injury is not related to the initial one um, stopper bones are never good injuries to have though but um we won't be giving up on him any time soon to get him to the racetrack at some point. There'll be no dealing no, up, unfortunately, though. No, that's sad. Hey, Vaughan, uh, look, really great to catch up, uh, and I really hope that I can see you in person again someday. You come in here or, or me heading over there. Thanks for your time, and hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon, maybe around New Zealand Cup time. Cheers. Sounds good, Rosa. Thanks for having me on. Vaughan Clark there, he's got some outstanding prospects in New Zealand's race, some of our best greyhounds over the last few years. He mentioned Dream Collector there, a top liner who has made his name as a sire and continues to throw winners. Damien, that's Kiwi chasing number nine back with edition 10 next Sunday. Oh, in the double figures, Rosa, maybe some double figure Ooh. odd winners. Uh, maybe that's an omen for you this week. Thanks very much again, mate, all the way from New Zealand there. This has been another edition of Kiwi chasing for New Zealand greyhounds, the first for form.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.